Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Friday. Um, I am so sorry I missed y'all last week. I know it was my goal to be on here every single week. And life happened. (laughs) I feel like I say that all the time, but seriously. Um, Just started the last shred of the year. um, And that was crazy busy. So there's like almost 800 people in there. And yeah, it takes your girl half a minute to get through those plans. So I was um, insanely busy running on very little sleep to make sure I had everybody um, ready to go on time. And so the podcast just kind of slipped through the cracks. But I am back this week. um, And today we are going to talk about, and I was going to say five, but it's just going to be a handful of things here (laughs) that will cause the scale to go up that have literally nothing to do with fat gain. So some of them will spend the, and some of them will be very like self-explanatory. And then some of them will kind of deep dive and talk just a little bit more on, um, and clear up maybe some confusion that you guys have. Um, so I thought this was very fitting for today with the shred having just started because I've already seen a few people, um, that one comment, um, in the Facebook group. And it was like, I hit my macros perfectly yesterday and I worked out and did all the cardio and I woke up today and the scale was up one or two ounces, um, which is nothing. But, um, in the grand scheme of things, I think a lot of us have been there where we will, um, you know, all week this week, I've hit my macros perfectly. Um, I've done all of my workouts. I've added in cardio and the scale hasn't moved or it's went up or, um, it didn't move down as much as I thought it was going to. Um, and then, you know, there's some people that will say like, Oh, I've only lost like three or four pounds in, you know, four or five weeks. And I'm like, man, that's great. So, um, I know I've talked a lot about, managing your expectations with fat loss. Um, and I, and I say fat loss, not weight loss, um, because fat loss is going to be a much slower and consistent rate of loss than weight loss and weight loss will be comprised of water, um, weight. So that's why I make sure to stress the difference in the two. Um, but anyhow, we'll jump right in and we will talk about, um, like I said, I can't remember how many I've got down here, maybe six or seven um, things that will cause the scale weight to fluctuate, but generally go up. Um, And that's what we're wanting to focus on here. Like this podcast is literally about things that are going to make the scale go up that have nothing to do with fat gain. So keep in mind that the only way that you are going to gain weight, gain fat um, I should say, is if you are eating in a calorie surplus. So this would be when you are taking in more calories than you are burning. So you are eating more than you're exercising off or or whatever. Maybe you're very sedentary and you're not exercising at all and you are eating more calories um, than your body is burning throughout the day. So that puts you in a surplus of calories and this is how you will gain fat. 
So the first thing I have on the list is, and this won't apply to you men, but for women, your period. Um, yes, it is very normal to see weight gain during that time of the month. I have a lot of women who will see water retention. Um, you bloat, water retention, all that good stuff. Like some women will have like their um, fingers will swell, you know, just crazy stuff. So um, I'll see water weight pack on for some women anywhere from like a week to 10 days before they start. So just depending on, um, you know, your body, I highly recommend that if you do not track your period as a woman, that you do this so that you know when it's that time of the month and you see the scale go up, you know what's happening and why it's happening rather than freaking out and thinking, oh my God, I ate perfect yesterday. What did I do wrong? Or, you know, and going um, spiraling and going down a rabbit hole with trying to figure out what you did wrong when it is simply just, you know, unfortunate for us women that we have to deal with that. But um, just know that it is very normal to see no scale change. Some women um, will just maintain and not lose at all. Even in a deficit during that time of the month, they might just like hover around the same amount. Um, but most will see some water retention and bloat and a little bit of water weight on the scale. So again, highly recommend tracking your cycle monthly and watching those trends so that you know when to expect that and what to expect. Um, cause for most women, it's around the same amount, you know, a couple pounds, um, so, you know, one to three pounds, like some women, it might be two. Um, just knowing your body that way you can, again, keep yourself from, you know, spiraling and going down, um, a rabbit hole with something that's not necessary. Uh, the next one I have on here is sleep. So this is probably one of the most overlooked things. Um, and I think that people don't even realize that, it um, can affect your weight. And this would also be lumped in, I would say, with like extreme stress. So like stress from work, um, life in general, <laughs> just so like extreme stress and sleep both kind of have a similar effect on the body. Um, like I can give you an example with sleep. So this past week, like I was saying, I um was working like a wild woman trying to get everyone's plans out. So I was staying up till like 3, 3.30 every night and then having to get back up the next morning, um, it, even if it was a weekend, by like 6 or 7, or if it was a weekday to get my son off to school, you know, by 6.30, 7 o'clock. So I was averaging around three hours, maybe four a night. Um, and then one of those nights was traveling back from Washington and I didn't sleep for over 40 hours. So the, I, there was like one night I got no sleep. And then every night after that was like three to four hours of sleep. I can tell you that week, um, I still tracked all my food. There were very few days that I actually hit my calorie intake, meaning I was under my calories most days because I was so busy. It was hard to break away and eat. So there were a lot of days that I was two to 300 calories short and my weight all week long was up one to two pounds. So think about that. I didn't miss any workouts. I still worked out, still got my steps in every day. I, I don't know that I did stairs maybe once or twice. So I may have had like, I don't know, 30 to 60 minutes of just like miss cardio. But I got my 10,000 steps on average a day, some days way more than that. Um, and then under eating on calories. So I was not at maintenance calories. I was eating in a small deficit all week, but I was getting such little sleep. 
and my weight was up one to two pounds. Anybody else would be freaking out and, oh my God, what is going on? I knew exactly what was going on. Um, and fortunately, it was hard for me to really do anything in the moment about it because, again, this is just one of those things. It was, um, had a lot going on, had a death in the family. And so we talk about stress, um, a death in the family. Plus my sister got hospitalized coming back from a trip where I got next to no sleep, a red eye on the way home with literally no sleep. And then coming home to three to four hours and out of sleep to the busiest I've ever been in my business. So when you put those two things together, extreme stress with next to no sleep, yes, you have water retention and you will gain weight on the scale. Again, not fat gain. It is weight gain. So um, when we talk about like how this happens, so aldosterone is um, the main hormone that regulates salt and potassium in your body. So when you're like really stressed out, it basically creates an imbalance um, of how much sodium and potassium are in your body. So if you have obviously more sodium in your body that will cling to water and pull water in. So that's typically why you see um, an increase on the scale from that. You'll also notice too, if you're running on um, very little sleep, it will increase um, the hunger hormone. So a lot of you people that are like, oh, I'm not sleeping well, or I didn't get much sleep last night and I am super hungry today. And um, one, you've probably been up longer, so you're awake more hours and you notice it more. But then two, it also, like I said, increases that hunger hormone. So lots of things working um, against you when you are skimping on sleep and stress is high. So that's, I always, 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 um, when I see check-ins and that's one of the things that we will rate is where, um, how, how our sleep is and how our stress is. Again, these two things are so overlooked. Um, but they have a huge impact on one, the water retention and seeing that on the scale, but two, also how you're feeling and your energy throughout the day, whether you're able to push through a good workout, if you overeat because again, you're super stressed or super hungry because you're hunger hormone because you're tired. <laughs> so again, um, I just can't even stress how important those two things are, how overlooked they are. Um, those are two things that I highly recommend trying to get a handle on. If you don't have a good nighttime routine, that's something to establish. If you're somebody who is skimping on sleep so that you can get extra cardio in or an extra workout in or, or whatever, it's very, um, I don't know, counterproductive. Like it's not what you want to do. So um, again, stress and sleep, those are going to be two, two really big ones in terms of um, seeing water retention on the scale again. So you'll see the scale go up, but that it won't be fat gain, but that it, um, and ultimately, I mean, it could lead to fat gain, like I said, because um, it can lead to overeating because stress, typically when people are stressed, they want to um, comfort eat. And then uh, with the sleep piece, again, if you are awake longer, that's more hours of the day that you're, you know, awake. So naturally you're probably going to be more hungry. And then two, like I said, the hunger hormone is increased. So, um, there's very likelihood that with those two things, like going awry, that you can gain fat from overeating at some point. 
Um, the next one I have on here is inflammation. And this could be from uh, food, like food sensitivities, so like gluten or dairy, um, if you have a, a food allergy, um, or even workouts. So with this one, with obviously, I think the, the food allergy is pretty self-explanatory. Um, there's a lot of people that have gluten um, sensitivities, same thing with dairy, some people with eggs. Uh, so it's just obviously like knowing if you get some sort of digestive stress from like certain foods that you're eating. Some people it's artificial sweeteners, um, too much dairy, stuff like that. So if you notice digestive issues, um, then it's, I would limit those things. I'm not saying cut them out or totally restrict them, but typically you will know if you're having issues with that because it'll be um, bowel movements might be really irregular. Again, that will cause water um, weight because you're going to have more food volume um, weight. Um, so again, we're talking food sensitivities. Like I said, don't, I wouldn't cut them out unless it is something that you go to a doctor and they say, okay, you need to remove gluten from your diet because of X, Y, and Z. Um, again, if you were like self-diagnosing and you notice some issues, I would say just kind of limit those things. Um, if you are trying to determine what is causing the issue, you can do like a little elimination diet. What I recommend is not eliminating all of the things at once because then you will not know which one causes the issue. So it might be two to three days of eliminating dairy to see how things go. If things are fine, then put your dairy back in and then eliminate gluten, see how things go and, you know, keep going that way. Um, but I would not do them all at once again, because you will not know which one the culprit is. Um, but all, all of those things, like with food sensitivities, can absolutely cause water retention. Um, and then workouts. When we're talking about stress on the body, like I was just talking about um, a second ago, your body does not know, first of all, the difference between um, like physical stress, mental stress, any of the stress. Like it just knows that it is stress. And so it's going to react in the same way. Um, but also with workouts and that stress, when we're talking about like really heavy workouts, um, your body is trying to heal from that added stress and so of the workout. So naturally, you're going to be um, inflamed. And then again, that's going to retain water. Same thing with like having the really nice pump in your muscles. A lot of times like that is from pulling water into the muscle. That's how you see that nice pump. But again, that water is in the muscle. So that's still going to weigh something on the scale. Again, this is all about water weight, seeing the scale go up, not fat gain. These things are good things like you know, being um, like crushing the like a PR in the gym, um, having nice full muscles, those are great things. Um, but of course, that might lead to seeing an increase on the scale. That's okay. It's not fat gain. As long as you know it's not fat gain, and that's why we're talking about this today, um, rest assured that, you know, you can look banging and have these big popping muscles and it not be um, fat gain if you see an increase on the scale. Um, the next one I have on here is carbs. Um, actually, we're going to save that one for last, um, and I'll just kind of touch on these other things. Um, the other ones I wanted to mention were sodium, um, which is obvious, and then um, fiber. So sodium, obviously, we know pulls water in. Sodium is not a bad thing. It gets highly demonized. What I will say on the sodium topic is if you are someone who avoids sodium like the plague, when you have a meal that is higher in sodium... And when I say high, again, remember, guys, it's all relative. So don't say like, what amount is high for me? 
it depends on how much you eat currently. If you're somebody who eats, you know, 3000 milligrams of sodium a day regularly, um, then, you know, as somebody else that might be high to them, but for you, that's normal. So if you take in a meal that, you know, is 3,000, 3,500, that's pretty average. Your body probably won't retain like any water from that sodium. Um, whereas if you're somebody who watches it and you're like, I try to keep it under 2,300 milligrams because that's what my fitness pal says. And then you have a meal that's 3,500, you're probably going to see some water retention on the scale the next day because you really monitor that and you avoid it in most cases, I would say. Um, so when you do have it and maybe you're still falling within your macros, but you ate out at dinner and it's more processed and they salt it and they put some butter on it and all that good stuff that makes it taste so good at restaurants. Um, of course you're, you're very likely going to see water weight. Um, but what I will say is again, sodium is not the devil. Sodium is very necessary in the body. Sodium is actually very good for you too. And when we talk about the pump and lifting and weight training, you want sodium in your diet. I promise you do not want to, um, limit your sodium, or I shouldn't say limit. You don't want to be like so um, psycho about it. (laughs) Unless your doctor has told you, and I know I've mentioned this before, I'm not a doctor. If your doctor tells you, you need to watch your sodium because you have hypertension, or you need to watch your sodium because of whatever it is, don't say, well, Emma told me that I don't need to watch my sodium. Listen to your doctor. What I'm saying is going to apply to the majority of general population. Um, Don't stress over sodium. Sodium itself does not cause fat gain. Eating in a calorie surplus causes fat gain. Sodium will cause a little water retention. Um, But again, don't demonize it. Don't be terrified of it. Let it into your diet. You can salt your food. It's fine. Um, Okay, I'm going to get off my sodium kick. The other one was fiber. Um, So fiber is... Great. You need fiber in your diet. It is recommended at 14 grams per every thousand calories. Fiber is super important because it um, bulks your stool. And when you drink enough water, that's how we have bowel movements. So if you're somebody who um, overdoes the fiber, though, (laughs) so like maybe you're somebody who eats like a ton of protein bars and um, like Anything that's advertised as low carb um, usually is higher fiber. So like you might see um, like the pitas and the lavish wraps and certain English muffins and different breads and things. If you're eating a lot of that stuff um, and you notice like the scale's not really moving down or I'm having a hard time with bowel movements or, um, oh man, I had a really high fiber day yesterday and the scale shot up. That's why, because fiber will pull water in. So you're going to see that water retention. So again, um, fiber is a good thing. You 100% need it. I would just say, make sure that the amount that you're eating is not excessive um, and try to like stay within that range of like the 14 grams for every thousand calories. Most women can do really well with like 15 to 25 grams of fiber. And I say most, there are some outliers to that, of course, with anything, um, where most men can get away with like 25 to 30, maybe 35 um, grams of fiber. And again, it's, it's all relative to the person, to their calorie intake. Obviously, if you're eating more food and more carbs, that is generally going to lead to higher fiber most of the time. Um, So, yeah, I would say just, you know, that's something that you definitely need to track just because it is um, 
and not just because of water retention, because it's big, like hugely important in terms of like digestion. So definitely recommend um, if you're not keeping an eye on fiber, that that is something that you track just to make sure that you keep digestion in a good spot. The last one I'm going to talk about is carbs because it's everyone's favorite. (laughs) Honestly, it's because it's what everybody wants to eliminate when they start a diet and they think carbs are bad. Um, and everybody just gets terrified of them or they'll do keto and they lose a bunch of weight. Um, and I'm not trying to pick on keto again. I I know I use that example all the time, guys, low carb diets, whatever. Um, but where they will cut carbs either like totally out or like really, really low. Um, and they'll lose all this weight at first and they're like, man, I'm crushing it. I've lost all this weight doing low carb diets. And as soon as I eat carbs, I gain all the weight back. Okay. So the first thing to remember is that when you lose fat, it is from a calorie deficit. So that is when you're eating fewer calories or burning more calories than you're like taking in. So again, you're in a deficit versus a surplus where you're eating more calories than you're burning. So if you're losing fat, you are going to be in a calorie deficit. Weight loss, again, um, is different than fat loss because, yes, weight loss, like chances are you are going to be in a calorie deficit. But at the same time, weight loss is going to be um, comprised of a lot of water when you first start. So that's why when people will do low carb diets and they lose like you might see somebody lose five pounds in the first like two days. Um, And it's because they are um, literally like flushing out all of the water weight from their glycogen source. So when you eat um, carbs, they will store in the body as glycogen. Now, water will stick. So, okay, I'm not trying to get too sciencey, but so carbs will be broken down into glucose and water will, it, it's attracted to glucose like a magnet, if you will. Um, And so when we think about like how much a gallon of water weighs, it's like seven or eight pounds. So think about when you're eating carbs in general, and I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this so that you understand and you know, Um, I'm not saying cut carbs so that you don't have this water weight, but when you're eating carbs, they are going to pull water in because that's what they do. It's just, it's science. Um, So that glucose again will attract water. The water sticks to it. And so whenever somebody does like a low carb diet, they literally will, it's, they're just burning through the available glucose that's in their body. Um, So those first few days when they see all that water weight, like rush out, it's because the glucose is gone. And so whenever um, you see the same thing with like gaining weight, if you have eaten more carbs than you're used to and you're like, oh my God, the scale is up like half a pound or a pound or oh my, like I'm gaining weight and it's because I'm eating carbs. It's not because you're gaining fat because you're eating carbs. You're just holding some water because you're eating carbs. Again, it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just how it works. So I'm just explaining that. Like, again, I'm not telling you that so that you cut carbs out so that you lose that water weight. I'm telling you that so that you understand why if you're losing weight very quickly or if you've gained it overnight, you're not gaining fat. It's just water weight. So I hope that clears it up. Again, I'm not trying to get too in the weeds on it. I just want you to understand how the science behind that works. Um, So yeah, 
don't be scared of carbs. Just know that they will cause a little bit of water retention um, just because water will cling to them like a magnet and water weighs something. Again, like I said, I would have to Google it to see, but a gallon of water is like, I don't know, seven or eight pounds. Um, so yeah, just know that that's normal and don't cut out carbs for the love of God. That is all I've got on that. Um, so yeah, I hope this one's helpful. I definitely know that there are so many people that need to hear this podcast. Um, like I, I feel this is one of those things that I can go off on a tangent on because I see so many people that will, and I used to do the same thing. Um, I just started my diet and it's been a week and I haven't lost anything or I've only lost this much or the scale um, went up and it's because I've added carbs back in and I'm gaining weight and everybody's freaking out and they're not realizing even when they're saying it, they're gaining weight, not fat. So again, if you found value in this and it was helpful for you, it means the world to me when you share it, you can send it to a friend, you can share it on social as always, make sure you tag me if you do so I can say thank you. Um, but that's all I've got for you guys today. And I will talk to you all next Friday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found a value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.